Quakes just finished their offseason. Let's see what's shaking. For quite a while, the Quakes seemed to be doing nothing, and then all of a sudden, the purge began. We begin to say goodbye to Agrantini and Celia, as well as not extending the loans of Akinola and Javi. We also saw the shipping off of Nothing to the Sounders, Mensa to the Rev, Trauco and Jutsen to the Brazil 2nd Division, my favorite podcast listener, I see his Moscow, keep going, listener Montero to Turkey, as well as Kate Cal and his beautiful locks to Chivas. For a couple bags, we'll probably see barely any of them. With a bunch of holes in the squad, the Quakes decided to start signing. Oh, let's go, that's class! But first, with a bunch of. <laughs> Acapo, Rodriguez, Mooney, Baldissimo, Yule, Buddha, Richmond, Jack Skane continues to bring the pain. And the girl, Tommy Thompson! Then finally, the new arrivals start to flood in. Yeah, baby! That's what I've been waiting for! That's what it's all about! Started with two goalkeepers. Tomorrow gets in the draft. Drew Cooper from the dark side of the force. Bruno Wilson and Victor Costa complete the Portuguese speaking back line potential. Morales from NYFC, as well as Norway's best scorer. Pellegrino! How do you think this offseason went? Welcome back. Under a new name, What's Shaken? I'm your host, Sazarabi. Let's get right into it. We just saw what was shaken with the earthquakes in the offseason. I want to bring up some new things that I think have happened to other teams over the season and that I think are a little bit interesting and worth talking about. I know I'm going to forget some. Uh, first, let's talk about Atlanta. I think that was huge that they kept Almada as well as they got Robinson and McCartney. Charlotte got a new head coach in Dean Smith. Acosta Chicago. Uh, the Rapids got Zach Steffen, Sam Vines, and Milovic. Dynamo have Hector Herrera out for quite a while with an injury. That's a big blow. The Galaxy have a similar situation with us where they saw a guy with some iconic hair leave achieve us. Montreal saw Joseph Martinez, former MVP, and a few others join the squad for some depth. Nashville let Fafa and McCartney walk on a free, and then there's questions about Zimmerman and some of their other big names. Uh, the Rev are able to acquire Caleb Porter, as well as former Quakes, Lima, and Mensa. New York Rebels, who I think have a giant signing, and probably the biggest under-the-radar signing of the whole offseason with Emil Folesborg. Folesborg? I can't pronounce that. I'm sorry. I've done this like five times now. Uh, and a shock to Sounders, and honestly, the rest of the league in Orlando. Orlando has picked up Nico Ladero, Sounders legend, as well as some other players to add some... some uh, add some depth to their squad. They had great success last year, so I think they're trying to build some veterans and build on top of that. The Union are betting against Father Time, didn't really do much, and are sticking with the old guns as a hurrah. Uh, Timbers have a new head coach, Phil Neville, and in my opinion, if it wasn't the name Phil Neville, we wouldn't even be talking about it. Uh, the Sounders got former Earthquake player Nathan. Uh, we, yeah, we let him go. Obviously, the injuries and who we picked up. Uh, SKC have Kevin Show losing his mind. Uh, Whitecaps have Fafa Peakfall to add to their. Uh, attack on pace and just veteran a little bit of depth oh and um i i forget their name miami i think i think they're having like a 10-year reunion high school friend meetup uh over there and lafc France, Tottenham legend, and uh, <laughs> oh, uh, oh, oh, you didn't hear? Oh, they also lost McCarthy, Crepo, Keenly retired, uh, Bio Gonzalez, and uh, no word on club legend, uh, Carlos Vela. So, uh, <laughs> we love to hate on LAFC here. So. Does put a smile on my face. I'm gonna talk about the biggest ones for me personally. Uh, Charlotte, that's the first one for me. The head coach shining is huge. I'm not someone who believes in just signing the big names from Europe. I don't think that is statistically proven to be great over time. 
Um, and then it's, it's wishy-washy on whether they're going to be great or not. And then you have to pay the rest of your team. So that might affect. All right, head coach, I can build system. And Dean Smith is proven in the Premier League. Say what you want. Maybe he's never won or been like a Pep Guardiola. But, I mean, he's been in the Premier League. I, I think this is a good step for him. I, and Charlotte had some great fans last year. Great atmosphere. It's going to be great and interesting uh, interesting to see. I hope they do well. Atlanta, able to get Almada back. That was huge. And then they were also able to get Robinson and some more depth for the defense. So I think that's going to be really big for them. We'll see when the summertime with Almada, how that's going to go. But I think that was good for them. Orlando, pick up some veterans. Ladero was a shock to the whole league. And that I think that's something we're still all trying to fathom. It's weird to see him in the purple. But they they were underdogs last year, and I really liked watching them play. I'm glad Columbus went to beat them because of Max Arfstrand. And we'll talk about that later. But other than that, it was, it was fun to see him, and I'm glad they have some more depth to the squad and some veteran presence. So that's going to be interesting to see. Um, I got some questions for St. Louis. Didn't really make too many signs. Lost a few players, and it's their sophomore season. And we, we've seen how that affects teams. It's sometimes, we saw with Austin, it, it can go very poorly, or LAFC even. Like, it, it can go really well. And this is technically St. Louis's third season because their first season was playing against 16-year-olds and MLS next, but I won't even get started on that again. But it's going to be interesting to see where they are. I'm not writing them out or saying this or that. I'm just just keep an eye. I'm questioning. New York Red Bulls. I, I, I know I just slewed, and I always have the international European science but I think Fulsberg is a good signing and they I mean they were a decent squad last year I don't think their morals were too great um referencing when we played them but I think this is a great addition it's gonna be fun to see this is a player I like um so it's gonna be really cool to see them play and then the revolution Caleb Porter had some serious success under Portland Jabo uh, played under him I believe and now they're also picking up Mensa and Nick Lima say what you want about them but they do have MLS experience so it's going to be very interesting to see how they do and building in that post-Bruce Arena era now. Now, I also want to talk about some of the ones that I got to wait to see or I think are overrated, starting with Miami. Look, it's not Ultimate Team. It's not 2014. It's 2024. Now, I'm not saying Messi, Busquets, Jordi Alba, and Suarez aren't the best of the best, top of the top. And there's some old school cats in here that can really mess around with some of the young guys. Not saying that at all. However, I am saying 34 games on turf on that body, especially Suarez's knees. That's going to be interesting to see. As well as I didn't watch Miami win against RSL. I saw the little highlight where Messi flicked it over the guy. But every game I have watched with Miami, especially over the past few years with a lot of that core, oof, it is hard to watch them play soccer outside of those big names. It is just really, really hard to watch. And I'm glad they got some new signings. And, you know, it's cool for the league to see them uh, progress. But I'm just, I'm not sold. I'm not sold over 34 games yet. Prove me wrong, please. But I'm not saying they're going to be terrible. But I'm not saying that, you know, they've won the league already. I, it's Let's see how they are 15 games into the league. Plus an Open Cup, plus all these other things. And, again, I'm not saying Messi, Soares, and all of them can't do that. They've done it at a so much higher level. And they're some of the greatest. And in some of their cases, the greatest of all time. But they're also far past their physical peaks, and just we Suarez can barely walk into practice, so that's going to be interesting to see. Rapids, um, great signings, great signings. That's a fun off season for them, especially after last year. But that's my biggest thing. Um, I just want to bring up some facts. Last year they were dead last. They had five wins, twenty six goals for, and fifty four goals against. Now we're also a team that saw a bit of a revolution with over a head coach, and they got some big signings as well as a coach, and I believe a sporting director, but. I, I don't want to just say, oh, a few new signings and now they're going to be great. But I also don't want to say that, like, two or three signings can't change your season. We saw that under Lucci. We saw that a bit of an offseason can really help. And these are some big-name signings. 
So I, I want to see where Rapids are going to be as well. I think this is a similar situation uh, for Orlando and St. Louis for me, where it's like you're in a you were in a predicament, and now let's see how you get out of it. This being the other case where it was really bad. So it really can only be up from here for Rapids, you would think. So I, I, I like them. Let's see where they go. Um, I'm sure I left some stuff out that was in the transfer news. Uh, if you have anything you really thought was important, please, please, please leave a comment down below and I will get to it. Now I want to get a little more in-depth into the Quakes off-season takeaways. Okay, let's start with the negatives for me. Uh, the biggest one was the fans. The fans. I, I get it's frustrating seeing Messi, Suarez, and all the boys go over to Miami, right? And then we have heard nothing. It, it took a while. I'll, I'll be with you. It took a while. And a lot of the guys were either re-signings, shipping away, or goalkeepers coming in, right? I, I understand the frustration. But come on. You got to give Chris Leach some time. We don't want to just be signing anyone. Chris Leach has proven countless times. Just I'm not even going to go into it. Please, next time you're frustrated, just look who we have signed under Chris Leach. And I'm sure you're going to find some ones that are stinkers or you're not going to like. But some of our really key signings have been under Chris Leach. Give him some time to cook. Please, he is he's proven that he's looking for serious solutions here and he's working with Lucci and now a full off season. The first time he's had that. So please let's remember we're fans. Remember we gotta support the team, right? We we just we are gonna be the bigger thing. That's not who we are now. I don't want him. We got a young squad full of these super talented kids, Nico Cruz, Oscar, that kid was phenomenal. Came, that kid in the preseason was unreal. All the my Quakes two friends and family have been telling me that that kid was unreal for them. And I really hope he gets some playing time because that kid was unreal for us. I will keep saying that Oscar Verhoeven. Come on, say his last name. Verhoeven, Verhoeven. You learned his name. That kid was the real deal. But anyways, we're not going to get those big European players. And that's fine. We're building something with a core here. Yes, it'd be cool to have Messi. Yes, it'd be cool to have these other guys. We need an attacking mid really badly. Maybe get some really cool attacking mid. But let's let's, let's not harp on every single rumor of Europe, okay? Let's, let's, let's build what we have. We, we had some of the best U-17 players at the U-17 World Cup. We I think we led the most. I think we had six. And Oscar and Cruz were, I think, like, maybe not captains, but they played almost every single game. So we, we got some talent. Let, let's, let's, I know I want to say trust the process. Let's, let's just trust Leach. Let's trust Lucci. Have faith in the team. And just support. Let's just support. Oh, my favorite podcast listener, Miro. Oh, God. I, I think that's a big loss, attacking mid. I think he did so much work for us. But however, I do get the price tag that came along with him as well as taking a DP spot and not... While he did produce so much off-the-ball work ethic and so many secondary runs and, like, secondary assist, if you're going to pay that price tag, I understand that the team is probably wanting more direct goal contributions. So... I'm really going to miss him, and I, th I think it's a loss, especially because we haven't replaced him yet. But I, I, I get it. I understand it. And my final one is going to be, right now, there's too many goalkeepers. Like, I, I understand JT's hurt, so and, and Emmy's not ready, it, it seems like. So I understand signing one. So now you have two, but then you signed another one who's like another decent backup goalkeeper. So now... Is that just a backup for Quakes 2? Um, I know there were rumors of Daniel going somewhere. I, I don't necessarily have a problem with it if it's leading to something or it's just to create a little bit more competition. But I think Daniel was arguably the goalkeeper of the year last year. I get why he went to Berkey, but for me, it was Daniel. I mean, I saw the games. I saw how he kept us in there. And, like, the two, if you compare the two teams, um, that, that's an interesting one. I want to see what they're going to do with that. I don't think they just sign to sign. Um, there, there's probably something behind it.
Let, let's move on to the positives, though. Uh, Cade. Cade, everyone wants to talk about it. I think that was great for both parties. We got a little bit of money. Uh, it showed we're willing to develop. And as I said earlier, we have a great academy. We're willing to develop these players and send them off. And I wish Cade the best of luck. Yeah, I mean, we, we watched him from when he was 16 to... And I, I, I want to say a fully grown adult, but kid's still 18, 19, even though he's built like a Greek god in his 20s. Uh, I think it was the right move for him. He needed a leap forward. He needed a change of scenery. I think we we need another option up there. I think this gives us the money to do it, and it, it takes the pressure and the hate off him, and now he can grow in a new environment and get a new coaching staff and grow through that. I think, I think it was good for all parties. I think it was good for all parties. Of course, we're going to miss him. We're going to... Um, my thoughts and prayers are going out to the Locks of Cade account. But we can move on to some of the other signs. One that I was very excited for once I started doing some research was in the Pellegrino. Uh, for those that haven't seen my videos yet, that's just how I love to say his name. Pellegrino. And, and hey, if this is your first time watching, leave a comment. Leave a like. Um, this is a cool hangout. We're not here for some intense facts. We're just here to hang out. All, all two of us. Shout out Michael B. Pastor, Luis, uh, if anyone else is watching um, but Pellegrino, this guy can ball. He's, he's tall. He's on the wing. It's what we needed. We needed another attacking option. Uh, he was a golden boot winner for, I believe, Denmark's first division. I'm excited to see him play. Uh, I think it creates some competition for Benj. Uh, two seasons ago, I think Benji was unreal. I think he should have been starting games. I think, um, very underrated. I say last year, it, it was a little rough. Uh, didn't come out to the best start. And I think that really... Maybe either affected the confidence or didn't get him as much play time. So this will create the depth and challenge. And I've been saying we need a winger that goes in for a direct attack versus just Christians uh, running down the line, beating people and crossing and hoping someone gets to it. Plus his height is going to be great for Christians crossing. So this is going to be really interesting to see. I think I think the defensive depth was a good, good call. I think that, that was good. I like that they're Portuguese. Maybe get that whole back line speaking Portuguese now. And then you also have Paul and Oscar and Tommy um, and Beeson as well. But I think that was really good to get them, especially after losing Mensa and Nathan. I think that was an area of concern last year. Even though our defense improved so much, it was really good to see that we got some more depth there. Um, obviously, everyone's looking for that attacking mid, and I'll talk about that later. It's always good to get some new guys in, so it's going to see how this depth affects us and what it's going to affect with the rotation. And then hopefully they can gel together quickly. And then, of course, the best news, the re-signing of the GOAT, Tommy Thompson. And then... I have some other like TBDs to see how I feel about it. Um, and just some other news. Obviously, Mensa and Nathan, as I mentioned, they're gone. So um, say what you want about those. I, it, it, we never really got to see Nathan and Rodriguez play together. The the agents of chaos that would have been. That would have been insane. So maybe for the best. Um, Mensa, it just it didn't work out. It wasn't. It just fell out the squad, I think. Just didn't gel. Um, I think he was good for us. But also... Um, I did a lot of reviews of the games last year, and when I saw the goals, Mensa was, I don't want to say at fault for a lot of the goals, but was in the area for a lot of the goals if you were kind of catching my drift. But I wish him the best at New England. He was a great guy. Um, I, and then I figured for the rest of them, it was what was best for both parties. The kids were probably like, hey, we're not going to play you. And I think like maybe you get some playing time with this USL team. That'll look good for you. Uh, I think Judson was ready to go back home. His knees were hurting. It was time. Trauco probably just wasn't working out. I think that was best for both parties. Miro, I think, wanted a bit of money. I think we weren't, weren't willing to offer it. I'm, these are all speculations, of course. Um, Cade, I think he was ready for the challenge and the money. And I think that was his that was his next big leap. 
So I, I don't think there's any hard feelings. But what that does mean after the Miro transfer is we do have one DP spot left. And if you don't know, a DP in MLS there is a salary cap on how much you can spend on players, and like you have to have you can only have so many international spots, and you can trade, and you can trade for all this. It's a little complicated. But what a DP spot is, and you, each team I believe gets three, but now four. And I don't think you can trade for these. I'm, I'm not too knowledgeable. Again, this is just a this is a hangout. If you if you want some real information, go to Tectonic Takes. Go to the Aftershock, and I, I know if you look at my old stuff, that's what it's called. But the actual Aftershock guys, Jamin and them, they're great. As well, the Tectonic Take guys, uh, that's where you get real info. But if you want just to hang out, this is where you're at. And the DP spot pretty much is um, the Hall Pass. You get to pay as much as you want for this player, and each team will get three of those. And we got one of those left, and we desperately need a cam. We have some defensive mids. We have Morales, who's going to be a sub, realistically. We have Baldissimo, who... Just didn't make the first team. It looks like he's going to be kind of in Judson's old role. Grazo's at D mid. We've moved you all around, and I like him attacking mid, but that's more of a spray guy. Hold on to the ball. Our captain, pass it around and move. We need that creative guy who's going in, that secondary striker, the creating the attack, puts a bit of danger into the ball, a, a 10, a proper 10. And I think with that DP spot, we can really get one, and I'm glad Leach didn't just say, oh, well, we got it. Let's go. He's taking his time with it. And obviously, we haven't seen Pellegrino, how he's doing yet. But that looked like a good signing. We, we've had Jabo. I don't know if Jabo was under Leech. I always forget that one. But we had Miro, who was great for us. We had Grezo, who was great for us last season. We had all these guys come under Leech. So Leech is taking his time. And now we have Lucci as well, who's going to be able to put his thoughts into it. So looking for that cam spot is going to be really important for me. Uh, I got a little beef with the league saying that we have got the worst chance or like one of the worst chances at winning the league. It's like, it's like nine, 60, what is it? 62% of each conference get into the playoffs and then it, it's who knows from there, right? But then you have Miami rating this high. It's like, okay, continue to doubt us. Please, please continue to doubt us. Even though we made all these signings, there's other teams that haven't. Please continue to doubt us. If you didn't see my little thing, keep the same energy. I want to give a congrats to Max Arshin, former Quakes Academy player, now champion with the Columbus crew. Congrats to Max. And then also just a little bit more of Quakes news in case you didn't know. We re-signed the EMLS player, the eSports player, our FIFA, now EAFC player, Ben Remez. He's a great guy. He's super cool. You got to check him out. This guy is up and coming. So much adversity as he's the only West Coast player and all the servers are in the East. So that would pretty much means that it's really hard for him to play yet he competes and he competes he competes one of the best attackers one of the best goal scorers in all of the leagues let's move on to the first game matchup and what i want to see first let's talk about some notable unavailabilities for the game uh chakiris nico he's gonna be unavailable for the game it looks like his groin is still bugging him he didn't appear in any of the preseason games so he's gonna be a while until nico's back it looks like a problem he had last season too so let's hope that this is something we can nip in the bud and it's not a reoccurring thing but Nico's going to be unavailable for the game. But the green, oh, as well as Wilson, are having visa issues. So it's seeming unlikely they're going to get it by Saturday. But hopefully in the next few games that we'll be able to see. But the green, oh, as well as Wilson. All right, next up. Uh, how I imagine us playing and how I imagine some of the tactics going to be. I actually have some things right here. I imagine we're still going to be in the 4-2-3-1. Um, it was a toss-up. Are we going to throw the new guys in? Or are we not? I just put Beeson and Marie there. I think they have a little bit more MLS, or they have the MLS experience, as well as chemistry with the, each other. It'd be cool to see... Um, why am I saying that? It'd be cool to see Lucci implement the new guys, and I'd love to see him. I just did this to be safe, just as a what I think is going to happen. 
uh, on this big one on the left, that's how I think we're going to be starting 4-2-3-1. I think we're going to have Skane in that attacking mid since Nico's out and we don't haven't really filled that attacking mid spot yet. And I think we're going to have Benji on the left. He scored two goals in preseason. Yes, one was a uh, penalty. And I, I don't like to take too much from the preseason games. That's why I didn't really talk about ours too much. Imagine this is how we're going to be offensively. And then over here on the bottom, I think defensively, it's still going to be like that 4-4-2. Four, five, one, where Bobasi kind of holds the center, and then what was Miro last year, but now Skane, he'll kind of track the guys and use his pace to go around. I'm imagining we're going to be going up the top, and what we're going to do is try and find Espinoza, and then we're going to try and send him, and then cross it in. I don't think too much has changed, but I would like to see a little bit more. What I'm also curious about is how we're going to press, because I'd say the beginning of last season, it was a lot of high press, a lot of trap, and then we got a little more tired last year, and the preseason looks similar to that. But again, that's a preseason game. Can't too, take too much of that. Um, but let's move on to Dallas first before we get into too many of the details. Like I've been saying, you can't take too much from the preseason games. But I do have Dallas's record here. They beat Orlando, destroyed San Antonio's USL team like 6-0. They had a goalless draw over Chicago. Um, a loss to the Dynamo, beat Miami, and lost to Barcelona SC. Uh I believe in a lot of these games, they had a lot of trial players, but even the games where they didn't, Freire did good. Um, they also acquired Croatian uh, Peter Musa to the, from Benfica to their attack, so that's going to be interesting to see how they deal with that. Um, again, you can't take too much from a preseason game, so I can't say too much, but they have Jesus Ferreira, and they have this new guy. So this leads me on to what am I concerned about for the game. Our defense is new. Uh, we improved it. It seems like we brought some backline depth but how are we going to deal with how are we going to do how are we going to deal with Ferreira how are we going to deal with Musa that's what's going to be interesting how are we going to hold the line how are we going to press that's what I was kind of leaning on earlier also preseason our play our defense in the middle lacked that was our biggest problem we had not we didn't have a midfield presence it was defense and then they tried playing a little ticky tack and then we just had to hoof it to Christian and hope maybe Jack Skane use his pace Jack Skane brings the pain um, so I want to see our midfield come alive a little bit, play through the middle. I guess it's not our style, but don't be our weakness per se. If it's not going to be our strength, that's fine. Each team to their own, right? But don't be our glaring weakness. So that's going to be interesting for me to see. My other question is what if Espinosa doesn't have another MVP season this season? Where this season, this season, where are we going to find our goals from? How can we get another outlet outside of Jabo and Espinoza, who scored 70-something percent of our goals last year? I want to know, are we going to see a rotation of players? There were some games where I feel like we didn't sub or we didn't sub very much. So I want to see how we're going to rotate players this year, especially with a lot of the new guys coming in. I know there's visa problems and injuries already, but it's going to be interesting to see how we how we sub guys in. Can we do something other than hoof it to Christian? That's my other concern. I'm fine going to Christian, but if we get it to Christian, don't cross it in every time. I'd love to see a negative ball. I'd love to see it recycled around. Um, the next concern is that it is in Dallas, and we were abysmal on the road last year. I, I dumped one, one, two games. Pretty much all our wins came from at home last season. We were a great home team. Let's keep that up. Great Luigi playing way is hard, right? I don't, I don't want to harp on that too much, but we gotta have a better road record than last year. Win your home games, and we can get a few. Just a few away games. On top of that, one of the things we can uh, had problems with last season, we led the league in conceding goals in the final 10 to 20 minutes. So can we shrub the defense for the full 90? Can we not concede early? And those are honestly some of my main concerns. Um, I don't really have a prediction for the game. It's going to be interesting to see how it goes. 
I'm I'm just excited to have the Quakes back. I'm I'm so excited to be back with everyone and see all like my friends that I've made and just have my Saturdays be full of Quakes. I, um, but speaking of friends, let's go and move on to the fan questions. We have a new submission, I believe, from Jonah Tanastor. I'm so sorry. I'm really probably butchering your name. He said, where is the team the weakest and how do you fix it? That's a great question. Um, it's, for me, it's one of two spots. One of three spots. <laughs> one of four spots. <laughs> um... The first one to me that glares out is the attacking mid. Um, I don't think we have that true attacking mid and losing Miro is big. Defense is a question. Um, just because I want to see how the new guys go. Depth is a question. Just because maybe we need a few more guys uh, and injuries. And then maybe a winger just in case Pellegrino. Oh. But all those have kind of been answered and we haven't been able to test them yet. So the biggest concern for me is the attacking midfielder. And as I mentioned earlier, we have one DP spot left. So, my solutions give it time. I, I believe in Leech. I trust in Leech. I think they're looking for a solid guy. Um, make sure it fits. Make sure they're not wasting it. Just to have it for whatever sake. Develop Nico a little bit. We can try in this new system. Give Jack Skane, man. He was phenomenal. I think I think he deserves to start more games and play more games. So, I love having Jack on the squad. Um, that's a phenomenal question, though. Did I say John A. Tannosaurus or Jonah Tannosaurus? I'm sorry, dude. Like, <laughs> Let me know how to say your name. Oh, then we got the GOAT. Michael B. Pastor. Who needs to take a big step forward in their quality for this team to improve from last year? For me, and what we're looking at so far in the squad, it would have to be two players. Uh, I think Nico has to step up in the sense of we need that attacking mid. I think Nico is so good. The way he checks his shoulders and moves around. I think he needs to develop a little bit more and get some game fitness. Um, and get used to playing around in a game. I think he's got the quality for it. Just let him develop and get past these injuries and actually get some game time. Um, but other than that, I see Benji. I, I want to see Benji from two seasons ago. I don't, again, I just don't think he got much of a chance last season. Um, I think we really need that attacking option on the opposite side. That height for Christian to cross into. Uh, direct play that he can provide with his speed and pace as well. And then I want a bit more from the defensive end from him. So, for me, that's where we can improve um, as far as players. Uh, the team not conceding late and maybe a bit more rotation um, for me. As well as, can we keep the same level of intensity throughout the season? Can we set a goal and keep that throughout and maybe improve on it through the season versus maybe falling off? It's a long season, though. So, again, I can't wait to root for the guys. And, hey, that's what was shaking.